And uh, this time I'm taking a seat. I'm taking my time with this. I'm streaming it everywhere. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. Live from my garage. I got my brand new shirt on. Get this microphone out of the way. Look at that. What's up, Josh? So, uh, yeah, man, it's kind of creepy to... Um, to click a button and go live in so many channels. But this is like, I got my little table now, so I get to put my feet up. And uh, so in case uh, you're watching or listening to the recording of this, I do the podcast live and I use this thing called Restream. And Restream does this thing that it connects to all your channels and social media. And then with the click of a button, you go live in all of them. Now, if this isn't some big brother shit, I don't know what is. Like, you are deliberately making yourself become documented on the internet. Can you imagine that? Your whole life on the internet. That's crazy. So like if you pass and maybe in your estate or in your will, you write, I want to be replicated when I pass away. And then what, what they do is they go into your Facebook profile and they look at all the posts <laughs> and all the photos you've posted and then they just recreate you. Right? They look at your live stream, they get just the right amount of volume and, and tone in your voice, and then they just make a robot of you, right? And now you're walking around immortal, but it's not really you, but it is at the same time. Creepy, man. Where are we going? Huh? This is, this is like we're, we're looking at the cusp of what the next level of the future will be, and it's freaky. And it's also a lot of fun, too, because I can go on live and say my dick jokes. <laughs> That's kind of cool, though, man. Like, if you make fun of technology, even though it's creepy and, you know, as uh, apocalyptic or uh, utopian or as dystopian as it may seem, the fact that you've got some funny stuff out there just makes it uh, a, lot, a lot more better, in my opinion. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. This virtual lifestyle that's happening right now, I mean, this is my second time going live. And I've made a T-shirt, right, the one I'm wearing. I also uh, do this daily, and I just talk to a lot of people daily. At first, the one thing I was worried about is if I were to say something offensive or if someone were to come up with, like, hey, you shouldn't be saying that kind of attitude, and then, you know, I get canceled or whatever. But now it's, I'm not, that's the least of my problems now because the more I go live is the more I realize that uh, I'm just building up a future robot of myself, either that or a deep fake video. And when they make my deep fake video, they're going to be like, do you want him with or without the mustache? <laughs> oh, man, what's the future going to hold, guys? Uh, Josh in the chat says, uh, imagine they make not only you, but your exes too. Ah, fucking, I'll date him again, Josh. If they remade my, my uh, exes, you know, like, I, <laughs> here's what I would do to get back at my exes, Josh. I would date the robot version of her. And then what I do is like, I take photos of her on Instagram. <laughs> and then I tag her, right? Just to mess with her and be like, living my best life with my new babe. <laughs> Treats me way better than the first one. <laughs> and, she, and I make her dress the way I want her to dress, right? She starts wearing her hair in a certain way. And then, you know, you just make fun of her. She buys you a PS7, you know, whatever PlayStation console. She never did this for me, but now she does in 2045. 
Yeah, that's what I would do. I'd make a robot version of my exes and go on dates with her and treat her better, you know, buy her flowers, whisper sweet nothings in her ear, all that kind of stuff. Uh, no. And, you know, speaking of exes, man, why didn't I was I was following this morning the uh, I didn't think it was a big deal at first, but uh, the Will Smith Jada Pinkett thing. Like at first, I thought it was just like drama. Right. But now. I'm watching the table talk and someone was kind enough to edit it, you know, for all the good parts. Why is Will Smith still dating Jada Pinkett? Like I hear they weren't dating. Well, dating. I mean, why are they still married? Did you see how awful that thing ended? Bad marriages for life. And they gave each other a fist bump. What the fuck was that? Why would you do that to yourself? If you guys are unhappy, why would you still date somebody? I keep saying the word dating. What I mean to say is, why would you still be married to somebody if you don't, if you can't stand each other? I made a joke online, like if you were to marry your uh, your high school sweetheart, you pretty much just stop growing. People will say, well, well, you know, what if you keep growing together? Yeah, but there's something about breaking up and going out and dating other people that makes you also grow. You can grow together, but there's another form of growing by dating other people. And I say, if you got your high school sweetheart, divorce, get a divorce. It, someone on Facebook says it's the open relationship generation. That's a good point. But I think the reason why people want open relationships is because they're not going out and actively trying to find the one. You know what I mean? Uh, whoever, I, for some reason over here on the chat, I can't see who wrote that. Maybe it's because you have your profile on private, but it just says Facebook user. But yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, when, you, when people use Tinder, they're just openly looking for, like, flings and stuff. Like, no one, you know, is looking for relationships. And if they are, how creepy is it? You guys ever gone out on a date with somebody and they're already talking about, I want, I want someone I can spend a long time, you know, like, a long time of my life with. Like, I want a relationship. It's like, we're only on the first date. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Uh, <laughs> they already got how many kids they want planned. It's like, all right, I want two girls and one boy. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, can we uh, split the check, please? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I have this theory, man, like we're in this generation that we're living in, in terms of relationships, what's going on is where we now have options in, in dating, right? Like the internet multiplies our options and we can now choose the kind of preferences we have in dating. But if we go into the dating world already expecting something, uh, you're, you're just set up for failure in my opinion, because like, it's so volatile. There's so many options coming your way. The only expectation you should have is like your standards, like what you can and cannot accept, what your boundaries are, etc. But if you go out in the dating world and you're just looking for a relationship, you're just going to get into a relationship you're not going to like because it's available. That's the worst thing. When you just go on, when you just jump into a relationship because it's available or you're bored, or you, maybe, you had, maybe you had a really good date. Shit, I almost unplugged my microphone here. Or maybe you went on a really good date, right? Oh, yeah, it did unplug. All right, hang on. There, testing one, two. Yeah, so maybe you went on a really good date, and then maybe you decided, oh, this is the one. Date somebody for 10 years before you marry them. That's my advice. So here's, here's, another, here's another theory of mine. Back in the 50s, when you were supposed to marry somebody, you, you know, based on religion or maybe your upbringing or maybe a traditional way of looking of marriage, 
Like you, some people would give up their virginity for marriage. You know what I mean? So like people would have that boundary where it's like, if I ever go and have sex with somebody, you got to wait till marriage. <laughs> I think that's why the divorce rates are so high. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, like if you were trying to make out in, in the 50s, like, no, Johnny, I can't make out with you. You know, we've got to get married first. And Johnny, you know, he, re- she, he really wants Sarah. And so he marries Sarah on a whim, right? He just goes and marries her. Just bam. All right, let's do it. Let's get married. And then next thing you know, they hate each other because they just jumped into the relationship. They didn't consider their options. It was just like, well, it's available and I wanted it. Now it's there and now we're married. And I, we hate each other now. But, you know, we made our vows. We made our vows. We've got to stick together. This is the vow. Till death do us part. Till death do you part. Why would you do that to yourself? Weird, man. Marriage is such a weird institution. I mean, if I ever get married, you have to know 1,000% that that person is the one. You know? It's weird to marry somebody just because like, oh, it's going to, oh, they're just there. Let's get married. I feel it. I feel the love. It's like, no, well, you take a bullet for me. <laughs> Let's get robbed first and see. <laughs> like you're getting robbed. You're getting, you know, you're getting mugged. The guy pulls the gun out and you'll be like, now's your chance, sweetheart. Show me how much you love me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that's too morbid. I shouldn't be laughing at that. That's too dark. Uh, it's hedonism. The Facebook, the anonymous Facebook user on the chat says it's hedonism. We are hedonists. Hedonism is base human nature. It's natural to be promiscuous. Well, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize that my sex drive isn't the same anymore. And I'm actually willing to settle down. But, you know, I want to settle down with someone that's right. I don't want to just settle down with anyone, right? So promiscuity kind of goes away as you mature, in my opinion. Uh, You know, you just get the sex out of your system. And then when the sex is out of your system... You're now looking for like a new connection. You're looking for somebody to, you know, feel that next level of human with, you know, I, I mean, you know, as somebody that's never been married, that's how I would describe it. Like you just want to be with somebody that understands you in a way that doesn't necessarily involve just sexual. I mean, it's a plus, right? You want somebody that like excites you and knows how to please you, you know, all that good stuff. But there's more than that. Those are just like physical pleasures you know what i mean but uh yeah i don't know what to make of the whole will smith and jada thing like and the way (laughs) there was a meme i saw of will smith with his eyes like all watery and he's like you know he looks like down and then someone wrote a meme that says if if did you suck his dick was a was a photo (laughs) oh man it's it's sad it's sad to think because i actually look up to will smith man will smith is like that guy that gives you like that motivation gives you that umph right like you want to talk with someone like will smith right he makes you feel like you know hey man you know you could do this you're strong go out there right He, he seems like somebody that just gives really good advice and just like would coach you into making yourself into somebody and then you look at his wife jada and then you see her, her decision, which is uh, August, right? And I, I, I don't listen to his music. I don't know much about him. You know, just through his appearance and the fact that uh, in that interview, he looked like Chucky from the Rugrats with his red hair to the side and the glasses. I mean, that's the best I can describe it. But it was weird, man. It was such a weird exchange of words where you sit on the table and you, and you handle it on live television. 
Weird. Uh, Josh says, marriage is strange. That's just scratching the surface of human stupidity. Well, Josh, you've been married before. I know a lot of people that are married that are very happy, you know, and, you know, more power to them. I'm not saying marriage is dumb. I'm just saying it's weird. It's weird to do it when you don't know the person that well. And when you see the things that was happening with uh, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett, it's just weird to see that, man. I, I mean, I thought they were great. I think he, I, that took a great turn because everybody that's talking about it is like in shock that it happened. And what's even more shocking is, again, they sat down, went on television or wherever they recorded that Red Table talk, YouTube, whatever it was. I don't know what it is, but they were just sitting there and they were talking it out. And then she goes, oh, I had an entanglement. And Jada looked way more confident in her decision than Will Smith did in him hearing her confession or whatever it was. It was, bro, it seems like some Twilight Zone shit. Will Smith, I don't know. Will Smith seems like the kind of guy that you just walk away when things don't go your way. But he's like, I'm going to stay there. Facebook chat says different strokes for different folks. I guess so. I guess so. Great point. Uh, You can always just get away with anything by saying that, right? Uh, <laughs> different strokes for different folks that's like the <laughs> that, those are just one of those uh phrases that ends up being excuses all right dude you're doing heroin yo man different strokes for different folks bro <laughs> why would you rob that old lady man she was defenseless different strokes for different folks man <laughs> oh man josh says never been married but having seen my best friend get married and divorced just feeds me material Bro, I've seen lots of divorces too, man, and very bad ones. I've seen very painful, uh, financially devastating divorces. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. But uh, my longest-term relationship was six years, and when it was over, I was shattered. I didn't even know who I was anymore after it happened. That's one thing that's weird about like the makeup of your brain when you go through a big breakup with somebody that you were really close with. You, uh, <laughs> you, uh, you, you go through this, uh, like your, your whole ego, like is shattered when you break up with somebody. And that's what I mean in the beginning of this podcast, when I was saying, when you, when you go through breakups and really like bad ones, you become a new person. Because when I went through a breakup in 2010, I was somebody else, man. I lost all my friends. Granted, I didn't lose, I didn't lose any money because we weren't married, but like, it felt like it. I went into an apartment in South Beach. I became somebody I wasn't. I bought a motorcycle. I mean, I still like my motorcycle days. I bought a motorcycle. I started, you know, going to nightclubs in South Beach on a nightly basis. I was promiscuous as hell, talking to everybody, right? Stay up late at night. I would have to go. And then I just got, became like this downward spiral to escape the ego shatter that was a breakup. But then what came off on the other side, like a phoenix coming out of the ashes of the old Manny, the new me, right? No longer drinking, working out, making T-shirts in his garage, wearing computer gloves 24 hours a day. I mean, the new version of me is just so strong. (laughs) Yeah, man. Going through a breakup, it it, it just brings out the best version of you. I mean, if you do it right, because some people, you know, Some people can be so broken that they probably never come back. But if you're a confident person and you find the right guidance, go through breakups, man. Go go through a breakup right now. If you can't stand, 
your spouse, don't stay with that person anymore. Break up with them. Do yourself a favor. Be like, I'm going to do this. It's kind of like, you know, when you, when you uh, go bungee jumping or when you decide to go jump out of an airplane to see what it's like. I know, and if you're out there, put it on the comments, whether it's recorded or live, whether you're seeing this on YouTube or on the website or wherever. If you're, if you're in a relationship you don't like, just do it, man. Break up. Don't try to find common ground, you know, that whole, like, thing. Break up, man. Just break up. You know, you know it's toxic. He or she knows it's, it's toxic. Your friends and family knows it's toxic. <laughs> yeah, man, that's one thing, too. I always find it funny how a lot of people don't think that they don't know, that other people don't know that your stuff is toxic, that it, it, it looks like abusive or there isn't a communication going on, you know, whatever you want to call it. But like, it's obvious sometimes when you see it, you know, when you see that couple, that's just not no longer clicking anymore. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. You can tell as an outsider looking in, you could just see it's like, there's, there's something off about this. There's something off about this and, and, and everybody has to stay quiet. Right. And then you could probably even make, you can villainize anybody that's trying to talk you out of it. They're like, hey, look, man, I know you've been my boy for years, man. But, uh, you know, this girl, you, this girl you're seeing, man, she's not making you happy, bro. And, I, you know, I haven't seen you happy in a while. You, you seem devastated, man. Yo, shut the fuck up, man. What do, you, what do you know? What do you know? And then, like, if you talk with that guy long enough, he'll probably break down. It's like, look, man, I could just tell that you're just not working out with it. I think you should just... Like, you know, consider other options. Like, oh my God, it's true. <laughs> I haven't been the same since high school. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that, that's, uh, I wrote a joke today. Uh, the meme I wrote, it's like uh, dating, a, dating a high school uh, sweetheart is, is also a weird thing that married people do, man. I don't know, it's odd. Uh, maybe I just, I'm just not in a, maybe I just haven't been in a relationship to the point where I considered all these things, man. But for me, all these, um, I don't know, maybe then again, I'm 35, man, because once I turn 50 and 60 and you know, your health starts deteriorating, you kind of want somebody around, you know, when you're getting old, you want somebody around, right? You want somebody taking care of you, serving you soup, slicing your apples, right? But if you're dating... <laughs> Date somebody younger then because you don't want somebody the same age as you because they're going to be on the deathbed right next to you. Be like, you can't slice me any apples. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, man. I think I'm just growing up, you know, and that's why I'm asking all these questions and I'm wondering where I'm at in my life. But right now as a 35-year-old, um, especially someone that's, you know, trying to uh, figure out what the path is, man. What does it all mean? I don't know, a relationship, a really in-depth relationship with, like marriage involved kind of seems like it's counterintuitive to what, what I want, you know? That's kind of where I'm at in my life, everybody. There you go. The Miami Comedy Podcast, we open up. We open up and we become vulnerable for everybody to see. Funny. <laughs> of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So uh, let's see. Today was weird. Um, let's go ahead and close it down. Last five minutes of the show. Uh, today was a weird day, guys. Um, how do I describe it? Let's see. Uh, I'm realizing that the comedy version of me is, uh, like, uh, a caricature. You know how Jim Carrey right now is different than what he was in the nineties. 
I get, I understand now. Like Jim Carrey, you know, it was probably drugs. It was most likely drugs or something that, you know, broke his ego as well. Speaking of ego. Yeah. So I'm feeling that too right now without the drugs. I just had a coffee this morning and I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, I don't really think the way I do when I do comedy. It's a little odd to like say this, but I have so many ways of coming off to other people that sometimes I even wonder what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I have like this duality thing going. So like, in case you guys don't know, I'm, I do coaching for online business. I host networking events, right? And, I, and I, I talk about things that isn't the same in the comedy world, but I can do both. Like I can do the comedy side and I can do the coaching side, right? The networker business side. I can do both. And, it, and it's honest, like in my heart, like when I do it, it's like, I know exactly what to talk about. I know exactly what to say. I know, I know my audience here and I know my audience there. And when I wake up in the morning, I write jokes or I write like a blog post that's really like in depth and shit. And I say to myself, it's like, what the fuck is going on in my life that I'm able to switch and flip flop, you know, different versions of me so quickly. And I'm realizing, man, like I'm putting on masks, but they're, it's not fake, right? Like it's not fake versions of me. Like it's, it's real. Like, and I made them, you know what I mean? And it's stuff that I really value. Like I really like comedy. So like if I ever want to get in comedy, when I just put on this comedy mask and I riff, right? Or if I really like, you know, a book and I want to show people like what I read in a book and how I'm excited about the book, I just put on that mask and then I just show people that. And it's like, you know, people say like, uh, oh, you got a mask, you're fake. It's like, no, I sometimes think like if you make it on, if you, if you make like a character, it actually is more convenient for other people to see your character, right? The mask you made for yourself, the identity or whatever, than it is for you to show your real self. Because I think we're so, uh, conflicted. Uh, I think we're so, uh, what's the word, uh, complex, that if you try to be like yourself, people can't get you. They don't understand. It's like, all right, but what, what are you? <laughs> right? They size you up and they're like, yo, who the, who the fuck is this guy? What is this? Who are you? Right? But if you go on and you start fucking acting up and you start doing a character and you put on wigs and you fucking wear glasses or you start, you know, acting goofy, or you try to come off all scholarly and fucking, you know, all like that and shit. People can like look at you and be like, okay, yeah, I know exactly what this guy is. I get it. I know. Right. And I think that's so easy to do in social media, maybe a little harder on live, but it's so easy to do on social media. Like people can actually make up characters on the fly. As a matter of fact, the most influential people on Instagram are characters. Go up to them and ask them what they, what, how, what's their take on philosophy, right? You can't. They're going to tell you what's their take on makeup tutorials and what video games they're playing and what books they're reading. And, you know, something that's like almost obsessive compulsive. What are you obsessed about? Don't talk about anything else other than what I'm obsessed with, because then you'll see the real me, you know? So that's, I'm kind of having like, today was a weird day. I don't know how to describe it. Like I was getting like, I was getting like these dizzy feelings, but it was like under control. And I kept thinking about like wearing masks and personas and online voices and how you come off. Like I'm doing, I'm talking like this right now on a comedy podcast. <laughs> oh man. And I think in the future you have to be like developing characters, but it's gotta be real. 
it can't just be like bullshit characters. It's got to be like, this is a part of me that I'll show you, right? And if you want to see the other version of me, you're going to have to see me over there because <laughs> I'm not going to do it here. And then maybe you'll crisscross and be like, all right, today I'm just going to fuck with you. I'm going to talk to you about my feelings, guys, on the comedy channel. <laughs> right? And then you go over on the, on the business side, be like, yo, what the fuck you guys want today? <laughs> Right, you don't even wear your suit anymore. Be like, all right, what do you, uh, <laughs> what do you people want to learn today, huh? What do you got? I don't know. And then you just flip flop. But uh, yeah, today was a very uh, philosophical day for me. It was nice and rainy, gloomy, right? Um, it was just one of those days. It's hard to explain it, but I appreciate it. And I'm glad it happened on the day that I got to do a podcast so I can record it and shoot it out on the internet. Oh. There we go, everybody. Documented. Another day in the life of quarantine. I don't know. Maybe I'm fucking going crazy being stuck indoors. Who knows? I went on live and I started doing a shirt for no reason. Fascinating perspective on character development for modern society. Wow. Even, even, my, even my, uh, my followers on the chat are even getting philosophical. Fascinating perspectives on the character of development for modern society. Um, yeah, man, in the internet, you have to kind of be uh, a character because, um, you know, if you're yourself, you don't, bro, isn't that weird? If you, I don't know, is this true? I just, I just thought of this. If you're yourself, can you stand out? Wow. That's a really good fucking question. Can you stand out on the internet? If you're yourself, if you're, if you, if you, if you just become your authentic self, can you stand out? That's weird. Because in order for you to communicate, you got to have like really good communication. And, and there's something about having really good communication that you have to kind of like condense it, right? Make it easy. It's got to come out right. You know, that whole thing. And 80%, they say like a lot of communication doesn't get communicated right. But if you, if you do it as a character or through a mask or uh, I don't know, you, you become an influencer and you only talk about one thing and one thing only, your communication could probably like be a lot more distributed isn't that the goal be as true to yourself as possible yeah i mean i love being authentic i think it's one of the reasons i get in so much trouble <laughs> uh yeah I, always be authentic be true to yourself but when it comes to communicating online is my point you have to get like a certain part of yourself right and you got to make it into something and then you got to like show it and then it's just got to be that because if you try to be everything at once it, they, they can't get you. And I think that's why comedians go fucking crazy. Because like comedians, if they just have an act and they only do that act over and over and over and over, eventually they're going to go fucking nuts because everybody expects them to be the act. And if you're not the act, your career is over. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, yeah, it's weird. Wow, what a weird tangent we got into. We went from divorce to uh, philosophical talk on identity. Good talk nonetheless. Uh, but that's a good question. Can you succeed as your authentic self in contemporary society? Exactly. Well, you can. I mean, I think like me and my comedy show, right? Me doing this comedy thing, I, this, I am authentic. Like I can authentically talk to you like this. But I know it's suitable for comedy sometimes, right? Um, but when I go to my other channels, I, I, I communicate differently. I communicate stuff I read and things I'm interested in. Like tomorrow, Immaculate, in case you're going, I'm assuming it's you. 
Uh, I think Chappelle is the realist with the com- comedy commentary. Yeah, Chappelle is feeling it too, man. Have you noticed the shift in Chappelle's personality recently? Chappelle has changed. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's drugs. I'm sure it's the psychedelics. Uh, but yeah, Chappelle's gone way more philosophical. Great point, by the way. Fascinating point. Perfect. Yeah, Chappelle is a great example of that. Uh, Jim Carrey as well. Jim Carrey changed. It's totally different now. All right. Good talk. Wow, on a Sunday, the second podcast recorded live when we're getting philosophical about comedy. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, so the next show is going to be this coming Friday. And uh, we're going to be doing a matchmaker. We got our first guy or guys. I think it was more than one guy. Uh, we got some guys on the Friday call. So for those that are single and you want to talk about the dating pool here in Miami, definitely check out the Miami Comedy Matchmaker Cupid Show. I don't even know what to call it. Speed Dating My- Miami Comedy Matchmaking Cupid Show. Uh, this coming Friday, July 17th from noon. No, not from noon. From 7 p.m. till 8, 8.30, depending on how long the conversations go. Uh, I got a lot in store. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, so make sure you guys join us. All right? I'll see you guys then. Thanks for tuning into the Miami Comedy Podcast. I'll see you next week. Bye.